Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Y'all better go ahead with this man. He is an award-winning novelist, author, professor, professor extraordinaire. Dr. Daniel Black is here. Hi. What's going on, Miss Miss Karen Hunter? How Hi. are you today? I, I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this for since the last time you were here. I listen, uh, me too. Me too. So, first of all, congratulations. Since we last spoke, Black on Black came out. And right. um, I want to spend some time with that today since I have you for the whole day. I'm like, mm, I'm greedy. I'm going to talk with you. We're going to talk about <laughs> a bunch of stuff. Before we get into the book, though, um, do you watch the NBA? Did you watch the All-Star Weekend? Are you a sports person? I did person? not. I okay. did not. I was grading papers and reading all weekend. You'll have to forgive me. I don't. I'm, there's Listen. Listen, uh, there is no forgiveness to be asked for the gladiator sports that are here to distract us. Uh, I actually, I, I do a lot of things that I probably shouldn't do, but you know, ain't nobody going to judge me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm going to judge maybe a little bit, but you know, if it distracts you from the mission, which it did not. So I got all the things I need to do this weekend done. Plus I recorded it. So that means I get to fast forward past oh, the you know everything yeah. and just right. land on the things i want to watch right. so the, for the last probably decade because i used to cover sports so um and got to go to a couple of uh nice wonderful all-star weekends got to meet charles barkley during one of these early ones in phoenix just a nice lovely man i know he's problematic half the time but uh in person he's a nice human being who um you know, treated me with respect and dignity. So that's all I, you know, can judge somebody by. But um, I I tend to not watch the all-star game because it's turned into the game itself really boring. But the weekend, the days before, like the celebrity basketball, pretty fun. Janelle Monae was out in them streets and a bunch of other people. And I love the skills challenges, especially the three-point competition has been the thing that I cared about. Right. So so I watched and I'm happy Damian Lillard won this year. So I'm so happy for him. Like he's a legit, it's not a D league player or somebody that they just got off the corner. Like he, yeah, he wanted to win. So he showed up and won and took it. It was fantastic. And then I was like, let me look at this dunk contest. Cause it's been ass for the last decade, like complete ass. You know, like when I came up, you know, there was uh, I actually was there when Vince Carter won. I remember um, baby Jordan. I can't remember his name now. He was actually a judge. Um, Harold Miner, you know, like I remember even before, like I I was never in the arena for Jordan and Dominic Wilkins and all of the, you know, like the greats who, you know, Dr. J. I mean, you know, you used to have a time when the stars would show up for the all-star game because it was competition among themselves. You know, right. now it's like, I don't want to get hurt, you know, and I get it. Like there's two minds that I have. Yes. It's gladiator sports and they shouldn't be putting their bodies on the line for these billionaires. But at the same time, people pay. You only are in this position because we pay to watch you. So the all-star game is about giving back to the fans. There's a lot of, uh, you know, philanthropy that happens this weekend, that weekend. And uh, it's been sad to me that this generation, they don't show up, you know, the same way. So I was happy for Damian Lillard. But this young man, Mac McClung, McClung, is that how you say that? He, this, this young man who showed up and dunked his ass off. I was, 
Like I even had to sit up. I was like, wait a minute, pause. I fast forward. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. D- yeah. I mean, it was legit. Like he didn't miss. Right. He didn't miss a thousand times and didn't take. I mean, it was it was amazing. So I yeah. hope um, if any of y'all are listening, any of you NBA players that consider yourselves great, John Morant and y'all, this boy. I'm gonna call him a boy because he's young. He's he was a G League affiliate player with the Delaware Blue Coats, who has like a two week contract with with the Philadelphia 76ers. Six foot two inch. I mean, he tore it up. So maybe maybe this will tweak some of the greats to come out. And you know, y'all can't just let him be <laughs> the NBA dunk contest person. But and see, what's really deep about the dunk contest for me is. And which I'm hoping will come to light one day very soon, how incredibly African in aesthetic the dunk contest is. Uh, say, because, see, say more, sir. Say more. Mm-hmm. See, putting the ball in the hole is the American game, right? The aesthetic of, the, of a dunk contest, right, is really asking it's really asking what are the levels of creativity? What's the polyrhythmic movements one can co-join together with the body and the ball, right? That really makes the contest really, it really, seriously, it makes it an African aesthetic moment. Most people don't really realize, but that's why it's brothers who do it and who do it best. Because it's really about, it's really about the contours of rhythm and rhythmic structures in kinesthetic movement. Okay, Doctor Black. So, what do we okay. do? What do we do when a when a melanemic person like Mac McClune? Yep, yep, yep. Does see, it be- does it better than the people with melanin? Because he did. See, no, 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 no. Here, here's how we explain that. And this has always been true, because the world studies us. Everybody studies us. Everybody said everybody wants to mimic the black body, the black form. There are there are there are white women who get operations and have bodies that look better than any black woman you've ever known. Right. Pause. But it, no, I'm foul. I'm calling foul on a play. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, and so and, and this is true worldwide. Everybody is studying Africanness. Everybody's studying African aesthetics. Everybody's listening to hip hop. Asians are listening to hip hop. White folks are listening to hip hop. Everybody is. Because really, the African is the keeper. Is the, the African form of the African body is really the keeper of the planet's aesthetic expression. Wow. Um, let me ask you, um, for, for people, because I, I, I was lamenting on my walk this morning that we don't think deeply enough about our connectivity to everything. Right. I just finished this book uh, called inflamed and I thought it was about inflammation, but it's so much more is about decolonizing how we see everything through this lens of medicine and healing. And it's like, I'm frustrated because we are subject to the whims of people who don't care about anybody, but themselves or power, right? Even in this country, we are under siege. We are besieged by people who are selfish, who don't care about who don't see other people as human. And they're in, they're in all levers of power. You know, some of them are y'all's bosses, right? And, and we, we, some of them are y'all's governors, right? And, and, and we are subject to them, right? So we like, we don't have a whole lot of control over like the planet that they've ruined. 
You know, I was like, I was outside. I was like, damn, you know, like, and, and we, we, what can we do about that? Cause you're right. You're absolutely right. But when see, not in power. see, we really could change this. We could change this literally in one week. We could change it in one week. If we understood one thing, if we, as, as black people, both in this nation, throughout the diaspora, if we would stop putting our energy on trying to make white supremacy pay for what it has done to us. See, that's our sole preoccupation and that's a waste of time. Karen, here's the analogy. When you step on an anthill outside, which, which we've all done as kids, right? Or you take a stick and disturb an anthill, right? The ants are not mad at you. They don't waste any time on you. They simply rebuild it. Because building is what they do best. See, what humans don't know is you can't disturb the builder more than the builder loves building. And we as Africans, if we would just remember, if we would remember our, our, our consciousness to understand that we're the builders of empires, we are the builders of creation, we're the builders of nations, we are the healers, we are the planet's healers. So when the healer gets wounded, for the healer to sit in wounds for generations, the healer has lost the memory of who he or she is. It is true that the healer has gotten wounded, but healer, heal thyself. Mm-hmm. 866-801-8255. Black on Black. That's him. Uh, Dr. Daniel Black. Our re- on our resilience and brilliance in America. Um, I wanted, I've started reading. I started already marking it up. Reasons, reasons I write. You know, I was like, ooh, you started with that. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't fancy myself a writer. Okay. So when I, but I, I'm a reader. Yes. So yes. it's a different function altogether. That's right. That's Be, right. Because I'm a reader, I can write, you know, because right. I do think there's a relationship, but I don't fancy myself a writer. I'm a creator. Yes, Something ma'am. different. It You're is. a writer. Yes, ma'am. You, you get up, you live, you sleep, you, you work through words, you put things, I you, do. you song, you know, there's songs to you and hymns and like you manifest words and words become flesh. I, I love this. So you said I write because I believed I was ugly. Yes. Then I wrote myself into beauty and I, I had to put the book down and walk. <laughs> I had to walk on that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. that's, that's the assignment, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's the assignment. And what I learned through the word is that you can redo, you can undo, you can overdo, you can misdo anything. The The point of the word is that the word will create or recreate for you if you'll take ownership of it. And part of the job, part of the job of colonization, Karen, part of the job of, of slavery was to do two things. Slavery really, the slavery colonization really sought to do two things to number one, erase your memory of your own beauty. Slavery sought to erase African memory of its own beauty. Number one. Number two, to give spiritual authority unto the oppressor. 
Why is that important? So that when we start talking about or thinking about God, we think about them first. So whatever God mm -hmm. said, they had to approve. Right. And that's critically important. And so in this instance, right, um, we as African people here in America, practically all of us have struggled with uh, body image, uh, our, our notions of beauty. Am I attractive? Am I desirable? Mm. Et cetera. Why? Because really the auction block is really the framing of black self-worth. Which which in the coming, you masterfully lay that out to the point that by the time the our ancestors got to the auction block we were either de defiling our beauty to be less that's right. desirable or that's right. at the end wanting to be that's right <laughs> more desirable to the people who were buying us that's right Ooh, that's that's, right. that's that and only took like a few heavy. months they only took a few listen, months listen heavy and and the piece that we never ever talk about professor hunter the piece we never talk about is what was the psychosis of getting up on the auction block and realizing that someone bought you cheaply? What does that even mean? That you mean? didn't cost much. What, what does that? Okay. 866-801-8255. We're going to go to the phones as well. What does that mean? How do you realize? You know? when, so you don't speak the language. You're, you're picking up things. You're seeing multiple people bet on the the women with their, you know, their naked bodies and form right. that, you know, are That's beautiful. Right. So they're desirable right. to them. You realize those that look closest to the people who are purchasing are more desirable. So you've processed that the ones that are darker with broader noses and thicker lips are not necessarily as desirable. You're realizing this in real time. So how do you know whether or not you were bought cheaply? I think and there are all kinds of ways, you know. Number one, many Africans could not speak English, right? But they knew how to count currency. Because remember, these are trades people. Most of these people come from villages and communities where they were trading with multiple peoples around the country. The second thing is remember, most Africans initially don't speak English, but they are multilingual. Many of them speak many European languages and many African languages, right? The other thing is, you start reading people's body language. And this is so profound about black people. You start reading people's body language in terms of how they are responding to your examination. Right. And it's part of that excitement. When you see someone else being sold, when you see someone else who takes a long time to be sold, when you see other people coming a bit closer to look at this body, to reach out and touch it, etc., Then when it's your turn, they sell you almost instantly. One, it's, it's, it's a psychosis, it's a deep thing. One knows then that I did not elicit nor solicit the praise or the admiration of these admirers. On one, hell, on one level, it's like, so what? You know, because I don't want to be sold at all. Mm -mm. What's happening is black worth is being translated mm. into cash. How does that translate? Or how do we process that today, 400 years I know you're going to ask me and listen, and here's how this happens. We have things now that are equal to the auction block. We don't call them auction blocks, but it's doing the same work. Karen Hunter, I don't know why you're trying to, you know, Come on through, you're Dr. Really Black. Come on through. Come on. <laughs> we here. We here. Listen, listen, listen most people listen. home, 
Y'all home now. Miss Sophia home. Shut up. Pass the peas. Go ahead, Dr. Black. Keep talking. <laughs> and for example, it, it, it's called the NBA draft. The, NFL, the draft. Because what does draft mean? Even the word, what does it mean? It means we're trying to decide how much you're worth. We're trying to decide our imagined value that you might bring to this team. And why does the auction block um, symbolism work? Because there is an owner of all of us. We still call people owners of people right now. So those of us who watch the people who went to a combine, who went through a draft, got picked. That's right. That's right. What's our responsibility? Because I and those and 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 and, mm. and those who didn't get picked. See, that's mm. that's where it comes in about this notion of being mm. bought cheap. What about those who didn't get picked? What about those who had to watch the others get picked? while they knew and believed they were just as you see right it's the it's the same psychosis right and then we have to figure out how to soothe the wounds of the unwanted of the undesirable but undesirable to whom right to a machine that's waiting to use your body again ooh so when did you think you were ugly and had to write yourself into beauty? As a child, I thought I was an unattractive child. And who I told, thought I was who, an unattractive Who told you that? I'm going to answer it this way. The, the question is, who didn't tell me I was beautiful? Right. They didn't say you're ugly. They just never announced my beauty. They never said, oh, my God, you're a beautiful kid or, oh, my God, what a joy that you are in my life. You know, uh, uh, little boy. Or they never said things like, um, uh, wow, you look like God, you know, or they never said, uh, my God, baby, you're a knockout. They never said those kinds of things. They what what folks said to me was uh, instructions. People, they told me what to do. Um, they told me what the price would be if I was not obedient. See, and this is what you tell people who do not have aesthetic currency. You prepare them for serviceability. The people who are pretty, right? We announce their beauty. They don't have to be as obedient because simply their presence is the gift to everyone else. The ugly people have to do homework excellently. Karen, I don't know what you're trying to do to me today, but you, but see, and that's how I knew. You see what I'm saying? That's how I knew. You know, so, it's, so it's a nonverbal communication to right. children. And it's that's inherent right. in us because I can't imagine any parent, grandparent, auntie, uncle, wanting to strip a child of a sense of worth and value, right? I can, uh -huh. I can not on purpose, right? On purpose, so it's, so it's, it's inherent, right? It's, it's, it's part absolutely, of- Absolutely, absolutely. So how do we address that in ourselves, what we do to others? Because the first thing that we're gonna have to realize is the words we do not use when we talk to each other. 
but we use them in other contexts, right? For example, I've always wondered, well, I began to wonder as a kid, I always wondered why there were certain words we would use talking to God that we did not use in talking to one another, right? Like, for example, which I do now, so this is my answer to, right, which I do now and I do all the time, and Karen, it would, it would bring tears to your eyes to see people's reaction when I do this. And I do it almost every day, right? And, and I'm just showing the point, and of course people get it. Like, I'll, um, I'll see someone in, in grocery store, right? Uh, um, maybe a woman with, you know, some kids she's about to check out, and I'll turn around and I'll say, uh, good morning, sister, I exalt you. And she say, you what? I say, I magnify you. Good morning. And she'll say, you what? It happens every single time. I said, I'm just saying I magnify you. That's all I'm saying, I magnify you. I bow before you, I lift your name up today, brother. See, it seems to me that that's the sign, right? That I'm looking at something and someone I adore and I admire. You mm. see, it's what we do not say, right? You know, what up? What up is, is for the grass. <laughs> what up though? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so unconscious. I love you. I magnify I you. you. I exalt you. Dr. Black is here. You look like God to me. Uh, Dr. Daniel Black. New book is Black Black on Black. You shoot. Uh, black on Black, Black on Black. I got two copies. I bought them because uh, that's that's how I support. Uh, but also you, you feed, you seed, and you grow, right? So it's all... Man. It's all a circle. Uh, let's take some calls before you answer when you wrote yourself into beauty. Uh, let's go just Barbara in Ohio, and we're going to just go down. A lot of people want to talk to you this, this afternoon. Hello there, Barbara. Welcome. Hello. I just want to say thank you. I just finished reading Don't Cry For Me, mm. and ah. I'm, raising, I'm raising my um, 15-year-old great-grandson, and when he turns 16, I'm going to give him that book to read. It's, it's an amazing wow. book. Um, I'm in the middle of the coming now. And I remember, um, Karen, when you said that you like to read the book rather than on Audible, the coming on Audible is unbelievable. It is a perfect, poetic presentation of that book. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, maybe I should ask Dr. Black, too. Is it his voice? Is he reading? No. If it's not you reading, I don't want to hear it. Let me just say, but Barbara, <laughs> I trust you, though. I trust you, but I already it, read it. I, I read all the time, Karen. Every time you put a book on, I buy it, or I, if it's on Audible. I walk. I try to walk five miles a day. I'm almost mm. 70 years old. Come on, And through. I try to walk about five miles a day. So I can get, and I, and I have my own business, so this is my busy time. I'm an accountant. So what I do is I'm able to, to, to just ingest that while I'm walking, and it's fantastic. That's why I love Audible. But um, I remembered you saying you'd like to read it. But then when I when I started listening to the coming, I thought, Karen, you need to listen to that, too, because it's beautiful. It's so well done. Thank you. And I want to um, thank you, too, Dr. Daniel Black. You're fantastic. And I love you. I exalt you, sir. Yes. Hey, yes. hey sister, I magnify your name. Look, look how quickly that just like we you learned see? our devalued uh, selves in a few months, we can learn how to value ourselves. I told you it happened quickly. Yes, yes. Um, to her point, I listen, I read, I do all of the things because, you know, I like to keep my brain very moist and agile. So I'm going right. and I'm even going to try to learn the language this year, which is supposed to crack some code inside your <laughs> the gray matter as an adult. But uh, Barbara, thank you. Let's go to Malcolm in St. Louis. You're on with Dr. Daniel Black. It's the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. Hey, uh, 
Hey, Miss Hunter, how you doing? I just want to say you on my bucket list, oh, no. and thank you for letting me get on get a ticket. Wait, to the wait, wait, wait. What am I on your list to do though? Like, I'm, I just want to be in the same room as you and breathe the same air as you. Oh, okay. Well, that that could happen, you and know, it shouldn't be a bucket. Don't wait. That's, don't wait to die. Let's let's do it. I'm gonna do it. That's, that's, you have to do your bucket list before you die. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but for Doctor Black, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm in the middle of uh, I'm reading the Black on Black. I've written, written, I mean, I've uh, read four essays so far, but that's yes, coming. Oh, my brother. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't put it down because all the while I was reading it, I just felt dirty. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yes, it, and, and I, I couldn't stop. Yes. You know, I, I was, I, I, I said, I'm going to read 50 pages. The next thing I know, I was, I was up over 100. Yes, Right sir. quick. And the yes. next day I had to finish it because I, I, I it was just so engrossing and and uh it just it was just good. It was wow. just good and, and I, I just wanna thank you. Because uh Miss Hunter, uh before I read that, I I had read the, the uh The Door of No Return mm. and it was kinda on the same line, but I couldn't tell if that was a children's book written for adult or adult book written for children. Either way I enjoyed it. But it was a compliment to the coming. Because it made it a little more real and a, and a uh, a little more gritty, yeah. you know. Yes. But I just I just want to say thank you and uh, uh, you know thank you for the book. And I, I got uh, I got the other one over here too. But I'm gonna read them all and and just I have never done an audible book. Uh, I'm kind of tactile in that in that uh, thing. I like to touch them and bend them and yes. mark yes. them up. And your yes. stuff is your stuff is marked up, my brother. <laughs> brother, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, my brother. We can we can do all of the things. Uh, to to Malcolm's point, um, I don't know if it was an adult book written for children or a children's book written for adults. We we ended up in narrative because there was something that was said during one of the in class with cars where I asked a question about how did we learn because I didn't know. I didn't know how did we learn before we were stuffed into the holes of ships or come, you know, right, whatever. Right. And he said around the tree. And I That's imagine, right. you know, first of all, our classrooms were stacked like we're stacked in the holes of a ship, you know, in lines, the way they till the earth as if the earth is supposed to be tilled in these perfect lines. They're not. We're circles, we're circles, we're circles. And the yeah. elder would with with voice orate the, the lessons, multi-generational. The fact that we have grades i was even thinking about that today and how we break up the grades and the smarter quote-unquote smarter kids are in this right. class and this right. class and i was like i wanted to reach out to one of my my teachers to to find out is this how we learn no we learn in a different kind of way so there shouldn't be children's books for adults or adult books for children it just, just should be books we pick them up wherever we pick them up and get what we can from whatever we do you agree with that dr black i do to to some extent I do to some extent, because I do think that people's capacity changes and shifts over time. Right. So so I think that there are books that that a 10 year old might find difficult, but a trained 25 year old might find sweet as sugar. Mm, there's also books that 70 year olds would struggle with that a 10 year old could rip through. I mean, it That's depends on the capacity true. of that. You know, I was absolutely. talking about Tony Morrison. That's right. Which I say, a, a trained brain. See, I think that we, I think that we need to understand that part of part of the job of human evolution, right, is to grow the brain like we're conscious of growing the body. 
Because when you do that, then you wouldn't get 70 year olds who, who have a 10 year old capacity. But where you're right is we have an entire society full of that. Child. Yes, we do. 866-801-8255. Dr. Black is here. Uh, let me take Mark in Virginia. Hey, you're on. Hey, Miss Karen, how you doing? I'm awesome. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Black, man, when you made that statement about um, black people being builders and those who, when you disturb the anthill, the anthill is not concerned about the person who messed up the hill, but they're all about just rebuilding that thing. Man, I got goosebumps. Wow. Because the work I do in the community, trying to help young black men um, understand their educational value and their personal value, and, yes. and dealing also with their mental health, I see the pain, the struggle, the, the trauma, not just on them, but also on their previous generations because I work with the whole family. And I'm just, I'm, I mean, it's, bro- it's, it's the type of work that, that leaves you brokenhearted at times. But then at the same time, you see some of these brothers who have the ability and who have the opportunity to do great things, but they don't know what to do with it. And I was just happy That's to right. hear you say that because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, tired of always hearing about what the white man has done to us as a people. The question is, as a people, how can we overcome what the white man has done? And the I, first thing we got to do, brother. So, yes, brother Mark. You know, the first thing that we've got to do is realize, cre- greatness. Greatness is not a, a creation. Greatness is a realization. Greatness is not a thing. It's a state of being. And if a person realizes they're great, everything they create will thus be so. See, the greatness is not in the thing you do, because then if you break it, you're devastated. No, no, no. See, if you're great, when you break it, throw it away and start again, because your greatness will be greater the next time. See, you don't cry over what got broken if you are greatness. Do you know how many trees God created? On. Which one is great? God was just playing with God's own greatness. God got so excited about God's own greatness that God created so many trees, you can't even count them all. Cut one down. Child, please. <laughs> 10 will grow before you cut all of them. Listen. You cannot well, don't don't challenge this horrible ass system because they right. <laughs> they'll press a button and we'll all be gone in the trees and everything. No, I ain't messing, I ain't even going to put that out into the universe because they that's will try. That's right. That's right. We're not even going to so, put yes. that out, but we got going. Yeah, man. All right, Doctor Black. We have to go to break. Uh, when we come back, you're gonna answer how you wrote yourself into beauty. Uh, okay. when we come back. Also, there's some stories. You know, it's President's Day, so we're going to have a little conversation about what that all should mean to us. I don't know if it should mean anything, but we're going to be here. Uh, and I like how you brought, you figured out a way to bring black Africanness into the NBA dunk contest. I'm like, how? Make it make sense, but you did. So there we go. Dr. Black is in the building. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.